Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it that we can apply to our own lives to make us better people or have a little bit more of wisdom and just get a good life lesson. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. I have 2 million followers now, so I'm a pretty big deal. Pretty sure I'm a household name. If you do not follow me, you should. Duh. I have some unfortunate news for you guys right now. And that is that I am going to LA all next week. So there will not be an episode on Tuesday. Oh, I'm so sorry. I will not be able to bring all of my big bulky podcast stuff to record there. And I'm booked and busy that whole week going out, meeting people, doing events. So I will just not have time to give you guys a quality episode. So I thought we could just take a break on Tuesday. Plenty of episodes to catch up on if you want to, you know, get your fix of the tea. But right after Tuesday, we will get back on track. So don't you worry. Um, My mom, speaking of me having 2 million followers, my mom got me the cutest water bottle with my name on it. But the name is in such bold letters in pink and blue because that's kind of the colors for the podcast. And she says, Patty pop culture and it's so bold and i go to the gym with it and i just honestly feel like really cunty like yeah i have a water bottle with my own name on it yeah that's narcissistic and what about it i'm not the one who bought it so i don't consider it too narcissistic it just it really fulfills me it makes me feel like the baddest bee while i'm doing my little crunches also while i was driving to the gym today i was sitting in my car at a red light listening to I think Ava Max, because I love Ava Max. And someone drove by me while I was just sitting there, window rolled down, because my car literally has no air. Its air conditioning is broken, which, as you know, or can imagine, is horrible. But they drove by me and they go, you're so hot. They screamed that at me as they're driving by. Can you believe it? I'm so hot. I was like, me? You think I'm hot? It's like dark and like at night and they don't get a good sight of what I actually look like at all, but I'll take it. Strangers have been so nice to me lately. I've gone multiple places this week. They're just talking to me and being so nice. One worker at American Eagle, I talked to her for five seconds and she goes, I want to be your friend and that she'll give me her discount on the American Eagle jeans, which are so expensive. So I was like, hell yeah. And now we're friends. Usually strangers scare me. So good thing. I'm having positive relationships with strangers this week. They're renewing my faith in them. Anyway, I will just get into what we're going to talk about today, finally. We're going to talk about Cara Delevingne, and she's going on a huge downward spiral, and people think that it is related to her drug use. It's really, really sad. We're going to talk about Trisha Paytas finally giving birth to her baby, and a few other celebrities who are announced that they are pregnant, which I think will very much surprise you. We're going to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio dating Gigi Hadid and what's going on with them. We're going to talk about the biggest controversy at the Emmys with Jimmy Kimmel. And then we are going to talk about Cardi B getting sentenced for a crime she committed. And what happened to the pink sauce girl? Did she get sued? Is she going to jail for the product that she gave everyone? We will find that out. But before we get into this, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Screenshot yourself listening to it. Post on your Instagram story and tag me and I will hit you up. I appreciate that so much. It helps get the podcast out there to more people, more listeners. Don't forget, this is a Tuesday, Friday class, so always tune in then. And without further ado, let's get into Pop Culture University classes in session. Take your seats. Yeah, I can feel the change, but you are all I've ever known. You're the only one that wants to be the same, but I'm afraid that you might With that the threads we All right, so as we know, crack kills, and you do not want to be a victim of that. 
what's going on right now is actually really, really sad about Cara Delevingne. If you guys don't know the story, you may remember when she was at the Billboard Music Awards this year. That's when we got the first hint that something may be wrong with her. Cara is an actress and a model. And at one point, she was like the biggest thing on the scene, for sure. Um, She was in Paper Towns, and she was in Suicide Squad, while also doing all these biggest modeling gigs, putting out her own products. She was a really on-top-of-the-world A-list woman. She went to the Billboard Awards this year, and she was Megan Thee Stallion's date, and she just kept doing really weird things, like following Megan around, and when Megan was on the red carpet, throwing her dress in the air so she could get a good photo, and acting like a crazy, overzealous PA assistant. It was really embarrassing. And then even in the show, she was, like, sticking her tongue out at Megan and Doja Cat while they were trying to talk and interrupting them, and acting just really neurotic and kind of crazy the whole show people got a lot of videos of her if you guys don't remember i was invited to the billboard music Awards, so i saw this go down in person and she just seemed really erratic and like something was up with her like she was not thinking on the level of consciousness as everyone else in the room we had suspicions you know it wasn't confirmed back then and she went on the jimmy fallon show and she just said that she was a hype woman for megan she was just trying to get her the best photos and be funny and just give Megan a great night in exchange for inviting her. And, you know, she was just being a hype woman. She was acting strange, but I guess normal enough. And people just took her word for it. She was just trying to be supportive and entertaining. So people backed off. But now, in September, it is a whole different situation. The light has been shown on why Kara was acting like that. And allegedly, what it's pointing to is that she is 100% on drugs, unfortunately. So there's a video of her out right now. I don't know if you've seen it. If you have not, you should go on Twitter literally right now. Type in like Cara Delevingne. I know it's hard to spell her last name. But once you find it, type in Cara Delevingne um, airport video. Because she was at the Burning Man Music Festival and apparently having a grand old time burning the candle at both ends, if you know what I mean, while she was there. And afterwards, there was a video of her at the airport recorded by TMZ, and she's just outside of her car acting really, really strange. Like, she couldn't stand up straight. She was contorting her body in, like, catatonic ways. It looks like she couldn't even walk. She looked like like a walker in The Walking Dead. I hated The Walkers in The Walking Dead. I thought they were so nasty. And that sound they would make and how disgusting they were. I did not like that show. If I was an actor on that show, I would have said, if I, um, if you guys plan on writing me off and killing me, please don't make me turn into a zombie. That is so unflattering. I hated them. I thought they were so nasty. I felt bad for all the actors who had to like be seen like that. I would just say, shoot me in the head. You know, don't, don't make me die by the zombies. Anyway, she looked like a walking dead walker. And there was like photos of her before she got out of her car with a pipe in her mouth and then a bowl in her mouth and her putting some liquid into the end of the pipe and just going ham on it and then she gets out of the car she can't look straight she's acting crazy she's dropping her phone on the floor because she's on the phone with someone she can't even keep the phone up to her ear so people were really really concerned about that and then even more shit happened this past week she was supposed to go to New York Fashion Week and launch her fashion line with Carl Lagerfeller because she was doing a collab with them. You know, they were going to do a fashion show, a whole cute little event that you saw all the influencers at this weekend. And Cara didn't show up. She didn't show up to launch her own fashion line at New York Fashion Week. What was she doing? That is like a career... No, no. That is a career 101... You do not do that. You're going to lose your career if you do that. It's just the bare minimum. Carl Lagerfeld has an excuse for not showing up to this collab, even though it was his brand because he's dead. But Carl did not have an excuse. So something else crazy that happened is that Margot Robbie, who is her friend, you know, you know Margot Robbie. She's living in a Barbie world. 
gonna be um she was harley quinn in suicide squad and her and car were like bffs well yesterday or the day before margot robbie went to cara delavine's house for an undisclosed amount of time she was just in there who knows what they were actually doing but when she walked out of the house margot was crying margot seemed really distressed almost like she just realized what is becoming of her friend and it was hard to see for her and i'm sure it was i wonder if margot said anything because what's happening is that cara's family is planning basically an intervention for her this is a source from page six but they said they're planning an intervention for her her younger sister is or her older sister is like leading the charge she's very worried for her a quote says that we are all incredibly concerned the situation has been building for a few weeks now and Kara's family is involved. And that was a close friend to the family who told the son. So I absolutely think that it's true. I'm very worried for her. I feel so bad. This is something that we really don't see all the time. We haven't really seen this in a long time, I would say. A young, like, A-list celebrity so intensely dealing with a drug problem and kind of deteriorating in front of the whole world if you've seen the photos of her she just looks so disheveled her hair looks like she hasn't showered there's reports that she wasn't even eating a lot so i'm very worried for miss cara i feel like the last time we saw something like this was like with Lindsay lohan and look at her now her career is doing awful so many people have horrible things to say about her who have like worked with her she's ruined her reputation in the business out of the business she doesn't really get that much work anymore she's kind of a disgrace at this point so it seems like cara's starting to go down that track Hopefully she can redeem herself before it gets that bad. But it seems like she's heading that way. Something that I worry about is like, if Megan the Stallion invited her as her date, is Megan, does, did Megan know about this? If they're friends, was Megan enabling her? Because Megan probably saw this up close and personal. Wouldn't Megan not know? Do you think Cara's just good at hiding it? If they've been friends for a long time, you could obviously see when there's a difference in their state of mind. There's always rumors about Megan going around that she has, she like turns to substances. So that just worries me that Megan is somehow in on this. And what her manager, Carl, said about her is true that she's, you know, a cokehead or drinks too much. I hope that's not the case. We don't need to see another young starlet go through this. So I'm sure it's not. I'm sure Megan is fine. But anyway, what can we learn from this? My great grandmother used to say, I never met her, but she used to say that she would never take anything that would jeopardize her mental health and her mental stability is the utmost important to her. And I completely agree with that sentiment. What people say in Hollywood is that their use of drugs starts out really fun. You have a great time. You love how you feel, but it never, ever, ever ends well. You might be on a high for a bit, but you're going to come down and then it's going to cause you problems. No one in Hollywood who's ever uh, experimented with that level of drugs has come out on the other side and said that they don't regret it and they loved doing them and it didn't ruin their life. They all say it was the worst decision ever. I do think addiction is a disease and I feel so much sympathy for people who have an addictive personality. I don't, I feel like I have like mild addictive a mild addictive personality to some things, but honestly, at the same time, I kind of feel like I don't. I'm really good at controlling myself and doing things in moderation when I feel like I'm doing it too much. So even though I wouldn't necessarily say I have empathy, I definitely have sympathy for people who are living with an addiction problem. And I don't think it's 100% their fault, but the best lesson we can take here is just to stay away from drugs. Do your best not to start them. Um, it's not worth having one good high or one good moment or peer pressured into doing them. It's never, ever a good idea. And you will, I promise you, will regret getting into anything that hard because like everyone says it will not end well. Speaking of doing drugs, Nicki Minaj is suing a blogger for spreading the lie about her that Nicki is doing coke. And I don't know if you see what's going on with Nicki Minaj right now online, but she is absolutely going off on her queen radio show spreading all these rumors about people spilling tea she named one of the lives tea party cardi b tweeted what are the signs that someone is having a manic episode and people like the subshoot was very obvious it was at nikki she's having this moment right now where 
it seems like she just wants to get press or PR, so she's just dragging people's name through the mud on Queen Radio. As we know, she only does Queen Radio when she has something to promote. She says she's putting out an album soon, so that's probably what is going on. But she's really dragging everyone she dragged. These are the people that everyone thinks she's talking about. People think they're talking. she's talking about Koi Leroy, who she did Blick Blick with. I said, uh, push it, push it, click, click. Pop up on a up it. Watch it. Blick, blick. Koi Leroy, Megan Thee Stallion, and Cardi B. She said really nasty things about all of them. Basically saying that she used to be friends with them, but then they used her. They're liars. They're horrible people. They're cloud chasers. They don't have what it takes to achieve longevity. And they're messy, bad people. In summary, that's basically what Nicki Minaj is saying about all of them. And although she didn't add any of those people, I actually think that that is who she's talking about because she used to work with them. She did a song with Cardi, Megan, and Koi, and we haven't seen her interact with those people at all anymore. So I think Nikki is just starting major drama in the rap community, trying to get press for herself. But Nikki is also suing a blogger, kind of like me. I guess you can consider this podcast a blog, but she's suing this, pod, um, this blogger, Marley Green, because she keeps trying to push the narrative that Nicki Minaj is doing coke. And she said on her blog the other day that Nicki is shoving all this cocaine, shoving in all this cocaine up her nose, allegedly. Thank you, allegedly. But we all know it's true. Fuck, listen. I can't even say allegedly with that because I, we all know it's true. I'm not saying allegedly on that. Nicki Minaj is a cokehead. Now, child, you know that Nicki Minaj will go to the ends of the earth to take another bitch down who is disrespecting her. That is a fact. And I kind of admire her for that. Why not do that? So now Nicki Minaj is taking this woman to court because she took off the word allegedly. So now she can fully sue her for defamation, saying that she's a cokehead. And I do the same damn thing. You're not going to spread the fucking lie about me about your blog. She's a pretty big blogger, too. Not when I have a child. Not when I have a career that I want to keep in good grace. Fuck you. She's suing her for $75,000. And that's why I'm going to keep saying the word allegedly. But also, I would never go out of my way to try to paint such an ugly picture of a celebrity. I'm. That's not why I'm here to bully someone, to try to take them down, to get more viewers by starting drama and talking bad about people. Really just not who I am. I'm more just about uh, the positive aspect of things, seeing celebrities for who they are, seeing situations for who they are, and genuinely trying to extract some kind of life lesson or positivity from it for everyone i would never be like that blogger that Nicki minaj is suing so you know who knows if she can even afford getting sued by Nicki minaj anyway speaking of crack monty lopez is allegedly still on crack <laughs> still acting a motherfucking fool on social media he's trying to be like a sway boy taking his shirt off working out on all of his instagrams saying how happy and healthy he is releasing a, a diss track against Young Gravy called Leftovers, singing about making girls' asses go jiggle jiggle, telling everyone that his ex-wife is a washed-up, used skank. That's just your Monty Lopez update for you. Um, well, I do n- not enjoy him, I do find some kind of solace and uh, uh, happiness in his delusional content. I think it's so funny. He, he's my favorite comedy account. Whereas he thinks he's these he's this alpha Andrew Tate sexy man. I I, I, I find comedy in him and I, I think I I want I if I was with him in person, I would enable him. For sure. I'd be like Monty, oh my god, post this right now. Monty, let's like did you see Sherry and him kiss? You should write another diss track immediately and put it out tonight. Oh oh he's making an OnlyFans now too. Apparently with full nudity oh oh okay i actually have like an exclusive source about monty lopez's OnlyFans because the woman that he is doing it with his new girlfriend is named ava louise and ava louise is kind of an infamous um social media troll because she started the whole kanye and jeffree star are dating rumors she licked a toilet during covid and that went really viral i kind of helped her start the kanye and jeffrey are dating rumors so me and her are like friends and she told me i'm reading our dms right now she's dating monty lopez now and so we were just kind of talking i was trying to get something from her and she said um his only fans was his idea but i helped it come to life because she's now an OnlyFans creator 
And I said, I support you getting your bag, though. So I understand. Are you guys really going to collab together on his OnlyFans? And she says, yes. Fuck. It'll make me so much money. LOL. Someone needs to be the villain. It may as well be me. Yeah, she's messy. She she loves the cloud. She loves the whole trolling the internet for, you know, the dub. That's just her vibe. And I said, this is me trying to hype her up. You know, I mean, I really don't judge her for this, but this is just me trying to hype her up, get some information from her. I said, yes, I fucking love it. I hate to say it, but I really do be checking in on the Monty drama. If you and him can go to a public event together or a red carpet, that would be great. Because look at how much tension Sherry and Gravy got. See, this is me enabling Monty Lopez. Like I said, I would. Also, I've talked about Monty on my podcast this week. I'll definitely mention the OnlyFans in next episode. She said, we're going we're going to, and we're going to get a copy of Sherry and Gravy's outfits, and we're going to match on a red carpet and kiss. I said, oh my God, I can't wait. So definitely a lot more Monty drama coming up soon. I think he'll only be taking bigger and bigger doses, if you know what I mean. But yeah, if Cara and Monty are any indication of what's going to happen if you do that, child, choose wisely. Speaking of being sued by people and the rap girls cardi b is getting charged with some crimes this week and honestly she deserves them what she did was kind of in cold blood she basically hired a hitman to go beat up these two strippers who were trying to make a pass on offset i know the the fucking tea the soap proper of it all that's like that's like a like a mob wives episode Anyway, in 2018, Cardi B walked into a strip club and she threw champagne bottles at two sisters who were bartenders while also ordering her entourage to attack them. And the gag is that one of the sisters was apparently having an affair with Offset. We don't know how badly they got attacked. They didn't sustain any injuries or anything, but I'm sure one of Cardi's like female friends went and bitch slapped them, yanked their bus down off. I'm sure that's what happened probably really amazing strip club content all the guys were probably having an amazing time watching that and if someone is having an affair with my man of course i would want to do the same exact thing i would want to hire a whole mob i would want to hire the most dangerous hitman of all times who's the guy who shot jfk i would hire him i would want to hire him but the thing is that i can't you know you you really cannot do that as as hard as it may be you cannot physically injure someone because they are on your man's d and she didn't even know if this was true or not. Why is she not beating up Offset? That's what I want to know. Maybe she did something else to Offset. We don't really really know. But why is she just hiring hitmen on these two women? Seems mistargeted there. I think her anger was a little off target. Anyway, Cardi B accepted a plea deal because she was sued by these two women, rightfully so. And she accepted a plea deal to avoid prison time. But her results for accepting the plea deal is that she's being charged with third degree assault. That sounds really bad. And second degree reckless endangerment. Well, 10 of the other charges were dismissed and she has been sentenced to 15 days of community service and has been ordered to stay away from the women who were involved in this incident. One of the women posted um, God is good on her Instagram story. Cardi B really be rapping about who she is in real life. This, this reminds me of her song Press. Because she had to go to court and, like, walk through a crowd today to get to the courthouse. And then for, you know, her crime of literally assaulting someone in the third degree. And that's literally, like, the press music video where she sings, like, Pop up, guess who, bitch? Pop up, guess who, bitch? What else does she sing in that song? Cardi don't need more press. Kill them all, put them host to rest. Walk in, bulletproof vest. Please tell me who she gonna check. Murder scene, Cardi made a mess. It's very reflective of her own life, you know? Her, her art really meets her life anyway she responded really nicely to taking the plea deal she's very open about it online and she says part of growing up and maturing is being accountable for your actions as a mother it's a practice that i'm trying to instill in my children but the example starts with me i've made some bad decisions in my past that i'm not afraid to face and own up to these moments don't define me and they're not reflective of who i am now i'm looking forward to moving past the situation with my family and friends and getting back to the things i love the most my music and my fans. She was like, me hiring a hitman to literally attack strippers was not my best moment. Kind of embarrassed by it. But I think it is really cool that she owned up to it and realized her wrongdoing and kind of showed her remorse. I think that is really strong. And she really put her ego aside and seems like she really will never do something like that again, which is the ultimate kind of form of reform and 
showing that you are sorry. The best apology is changed behavior. So that's what we can learn. The best apology is changed behavior. Admitting you did something wrong and owning up to it is not embarrassing. It's actually the opposite. It shows that you're super mature, that you are in control of your ego, and you could see past your selfish desires um, of wanting to always be right and letting your ego win. So really, yeah, true reform, a great apology. And I think she is really strong for just owning up to it. And if Offset ever cheats on her again, maybe we'll see her on an episode of Snapped because I think that's where it would go next. Dirty, dirty, like if Christmas is the day that Jesus was born, this day should be the opposite of that. When the spawn of Satan was born. That f- This is the anti-Christmas. And that is because Trisha Paytas just had her baby. She just gave birth. Some people do not see Trisha Paytas in the best light. Maybe see her as a demonic presence of some source in our lives on the internet. You know, people don't really be fucking with her that much. She had a nice little moment on Frenemies, but she ruined that for herself and she was back in the bad graces of the internet. But people do seem really excited about her new baby that was just born especially because of the name. Now, if you don't already know the name already, fucking brace yourself for what she named her baby. It's the most Trisha Paytas thing, the most celebrity baby name, and it is Malibu Barbie Paytas Hackman. She named her child Malibu Barbie It's giving Kris Jenner pimping out your daughter for a sex tape. It's giving future OnlyFans creator. It's I feel like your name really sets you up for things in life and you become your name kind of. So if your name was Malibu Barbie, what a fucking ride that child is in for. Someone needs to make a Disney show called Good Luck Malibu Barbie. (laughs) And that's the full name. The full name is Malibu Barbie. Like that's not even the last name. And I like how Trisha Trisha put her last name on the baby's name too. It's both of their last names, because Trisha Paytas really be narcissistic. And but I think it's kind of fierce as well. I don't think just men should put their last name. So yeah, Malibu Barbie was born. I feel like that that I feel like okay. A part of me thinks that name is problematic because if my name is say my name was Ken, I don't know Ken's last name, but if I was knew I was named Ken after the Barbie doll Ken. I would feel the need to like be perfect like Ken and look like Ken. And if I didn't, I would feel like I didn't live up to it. Like I'm not worthy. Like I'm less than. So that's like if you name your child Beyonce, if they're not going to, if they don't meet Beyonce's standards or match what she's done in life, which they won't, they're going to feel like, I don't know, maybe a loser of some sort. So I feel like that name is problematic. And just imagine the kind of like ED that could cause someone being named Malibu Barbie. I don't love that. But, you know, it's that's very Trisha Paytas of her. At the same time, though, I think it's kind of fierce. I think it's kind of kind. It's better than a basic name. If, if the baby can look past that, like, look past the fact that, like, any negative that could come from being called Malibu Barbie, I think it's really fucking fierce. And hopefully the baby's personality just naturally matches Trisha. Maybe in a more less problematic and respectable way. I, I don't think we need another twin Trisha Paytas on the world, but I don't know. I mean, how are you going to bully someone with the name Malibu Barbie? You're literally not. Like, are you going to call her? It's, it's it's almost like you have to praise her when you're insulting her. You're so ugly, Malibu Barbie. Oh, you called me Malibu Barbie. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. It's almost like really empowering what is it and this baby's a virgo oh wow this baby's gonna be real powerful i'm excited for her um i think this really furthers trisha's brand too her whole barbie image so and i i do think trisha will be a good mom um i think trisha is really problematic but i think she could use this 
baby as a like rebrand for her almost. I think Trisha can say like, oh, I'm a mom now. Let's put all the problematic stuff behind her. And people have forgiven Trisha Paytas so much. She's kind of proven to be uncancelable. At this point, she's offended the transgender community, the non-binary community, the Jewish community, plus-size community, black community, literally everyone you can possibly name to where she could possibly grab some clout from and <laughs> reach out to to try to get some attention or change her nationality for a day. Like when she tried to look like Rainy Rodriguez for a day. I feel like Trisha can use this as just like a wash, a let's just start fresh. The internet still really does like her. Um, hence the whole queen dying and being reincarnated as her baby situation. People were so willing to talk about that. It went so fucking viral that Trisha had to post about it herself. I don't know if you saw this, but when the queen died, Trisha Paytas was rumored to be going into labor. And so people were like, oh my God, a queen Elizabeth is going to, be reincarnated as Trisha Paytas's baby. That's so crazy. And like, wouldn't that be insane just to think about that? Imagine living one life as Queen Elizabeth Alexandra Mary of House Windsor in the United Kingdom and then being reborn a week later as Malibu Barbie. A full motherfucking 180. That'd be a culture shock punch to the face. Imagine if the queen literally was though. Like, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation, but that would be why old. But Trisha actually didn't like the attention that she got for being the woman who possibly rebirthed the queen. And she had to make a TikTok kind of um, dispelling all the people who gave life to that rumor and thought it was so funny. Okay, so yesterday on the internet, I for some reason was trending and I was so scared because I've been trying to stay out of drama and everything. And I just realized like, oh, the ultimate internet troll got trolled. And it was not not in a good way. This was attention I did not want. So basically, there was rumors, I guess, yesterday that I had my baby. And also, the queen died yesterday. And it just felt really weird to say anything about anything for a number of reasons. First and foremost, there was like a great tragedy. It felt weird. I'm like a millennial, so I felt like it was kind of weird that people were like memeing this death or like trying to make this death like something i don't know if people were like I, I, I guess most of it was jokes like memes or whatever but i was also like this is kind of like poor taste so i didn't i just don't want to say anything i don't want to make it about me or anything it just felt weird and i am so sorry to the royal family that my name was even trending under the queens like i was just so i was so embarrassed trish is already using this baby for content too like the first day she was born she's in that baby blanket looking all freshly birthed, fresh out the womb, fresh shot out the vagina. Still got some like redness to her face. And Trisha's already making a TikTok with her to the sound. I'm just like you. You're just like me. Anyone can see with her newborn baby. She was like, so first, the first day of her birth, we're, we're going to use these sounds for content. Next day, I just know she already has this whole content strategy content schedule planned out for how this baby is going to help her and this poor child trisha used to hate on the ace family for making their kids make content but you know trisha's going to do that same exact thing child labor people are going to be all over trisha i'm just kidding or maybe i'm not but anything trisha can use for content she's going to do and a baby is a really great prop let's get into some other celebrities who are having babies and it was just announced that Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds are having their fourth child together. Can you believe that? I didn't even, I, I, I don't know. I consider them like that idolistic young or I, I guess I would say like the idolistic perfect Hollywood family, but still like a young family. Like I consider them kind of in their prime, both looking amazing, both still at the top of their career because they're young enough to look amazing and get all these gigs and kind of just who everyone wants to be in like 10 to 15 years. But I guess they're kind of older if you think about it. Let me look up how old Ryan Reynolds is. I When I saw him in Free Guy, I don't know if you saw that movie. Free Guy was so good. Like I really fell in love with him. I didn't like him as much before. I liked him. I just thought he was me before. But after Free Guy, I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with him. Something about that movie just really tickled my fancy. Oh, he's 45. Yeah, I guess that's not that old, but like, I don't know. He's close to 50. I just saw them as a younger couple. I can't believe they're already on baby number four. 
they're really just out here being perfect, being who everyone wishes they could be. Effortlessly both attractive, both going through every phase of their life so gracefully and kind of the blueprint for unproblematic, thriving couple. I mean, they both look amazing because they both maybe maybe it's because they both mind their business. That's why they look amazing. They do good deeds and mind their damn business and just live their own lives. And I think I think that's something else that we can learn. Maybe maybe you wouldn't age so much and have your whole reputation ruined by the time you're older and have clear skin if you just minded your business more. I think that's what they're doing and it's really working for them. So congratulations on that fourth child. You're about to be born into such an amazing life and I'm kind of jealous. Would you rather be born into Trisha Paytas's family, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' family, the royal family, or who I'm about to say next? which is Nick Cannon. He's really living up to that last name of Cannon because his D must just be a fucking Cannon. He is getting everyone pregnant and he actually just had his ninth baby. Oh my fucking God. Saying that is like, huh? Who even has time to to have nine kids? No one. He literally probably, like he doesn't even have a day in the week for each of them to go see them. It is so messy. I get anxiety even thinking about his life. He's not, I like, I guarantee you, you have to be rich, 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 like billionaire rich to support nine kids these days at the level that he would want to. And it's just not working out for him. He's about to be working until he falls over and dies. He should be like the next host of Wheel of Fortune. Just work till you die. Just do that. Because he's going to have to support these kids for so long. And the traveling, like, how do you even travel between all those baby mamas? It must be exhausting. But anyway, he just gave birth to his ninth child. And then the 10th was 10th one is already on the way. The way he's ahead of the curve, he's one step ahead. He's so diligent with getting people pregnant. He said, I, I, I can't have no babies on the way. That's exciting for me. He, like, needs to have a baby on a way. It's, it's, like, exciting for him. I've kind of been like that lately about ordering packages online. If I, if I don't have a package on the way, I kind of been bored with my life. Half of the fun about getting a package is like anticipating when you're going to get it. Like one day last week, I didn't have a package on the way. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm kind of bored. I, I, I'm just going to order something right now. So I ordered some pre-workout and I was really excited about that. I'm going to see my friend in LA and staying at his house. And I got him a vinyl for his vinyl wall. And I got him the Ava Max final. I ordered it from Amazon. And then after that package came in, I was like, oh, the high of opening this package was exhilarating. I must experience it again. Oh my God, maybe I do have an an addiction problem. You know what one of my biggest fears is though? My biggest irrational fears. I'm sure you guys have really irrational fears. Feel free to DM me what your irrational fear is. My irrational fear is package bombs. I'm scared that any package I order is going to be a package bomb. And when I order it, it's just going to explode. I think I saw an an episode of CSI where that, you know, some murderer was doing that to people. And ever since I'm like, Oh my God, I, someone is going to send me a package bomb. I'm just going to be opening what I think is my Jojo Siwa hair tie that I ordered from Walmart, but it's actually going to be TNT. And when I open it, it will say like three seconds and then I'll just explode. Like, truly, I used to have people in my family open my packages for me, and I would, like, step away. Because clearly I didn't care about their lives. I just couldn't be taken down by a fucking package bomb. Anyway, I don't know why I got onto this topic from Nick Cannon, but um, good luck to babies, you know, one through ten. They can make a cheaper by the dozen three if he just has two more, which I'm sure he will by 2023. So good for Nick. Someone else who has dealt with a lot of young people in their lives, young children in their lives, is Leonardo DiCaprio, the infamous man who will not date anyone over the age of 25. Keenan Thompson was at the Emmys the other day hosting, and he um, said, in reference to Zendaya, he said, Zendaya just turned 26. 26 is a weird age in Hollywood. Young enough to play a high school student, but too old to date Leonardo DiCaprio. Ah! Oh my god, that was like brutal. If Leo was there, he would have made that face he made when Gaga, like, walked into him. He would have been very embarrassed, and kind of rightfully so. But Keenan really fucking went there. With that read, like, he read him to filth. 
and the whole crowd laughed. It's it's not even on the DL how like people feel about him now. How people feel about his whole dating history. People literally just treat him as kind of this laughing stock even amongst his peers, but you know, he's still Leonardo DiCaprio. Maybe he's trying to dispel that now because he is apparently allegedly dating Gigi Hadid. Yes. Supermodel of the world, cover girl, turn to the left, cover girl, now turn to the right. Sachet Shante, supermodel of the world, Gigi Hadid. And the biggest gag is that she is 27, which is like elderly by the standards of Leonardo DiCaprio. She is a washed up old, shriveled up hag who has one foot in the grave in his eyes. He's doing charity work with the elderly here. They've been seen hanging out several times and he is very interested and they were at a party and there are photos of them online if you want to just go on twitter type in leo and Gigi. twitter is like my google images now just type in leo and Gigi, and they're like leaning into each other they're not kissing but they're touching and they're clearly having a good time at this party together so it's it's for sure real this is really happening leo and Gigi are dating what do you guys think about that that's insane i feel like this is kind of a downgrade for Gigi from Zayn Malik because I truly think it like Zayn is the hottest celebrity in the whole world he has been my number one celebrity crush for so long even though he's kind of like not in the best public graces and even the 1D fans are starting to like turn on him a little bit I'm that's my man and I'm gonna stick by him I think he's so gorgeous um and imagine if Leonardo DiCaprio was Kai's step dad. Imagine being Kai and your parents are Gigi and Zayn and then Leonardo DiCaprio is your stepdad. That would be a gag. But I, I don't think this is going to last because apparently Gigi is just having fun with it and Leo is also just having fun with it and they're not exclusive. I think what's going to happen here is that it's going to be another Kim and Pete situation. Um, Maybe Gigi is kind of just distracting Leo right now after his breakup. Maybe a rebound a bit. I feel bad even calling Gigi Hadid a rebound because she is the supermodel of the world. But that could just be the reality of the situation. I think Gigi's smart and she knows that this is not permanent. And that they're both just having fun. Gigi's been single for a bit. She's a new mom. It's nice to have a new exciting man to spice up your life a little bit. While Zayn is with Kai, who he once referred to as the sperm that came out of his fucking cock before he shoved Yolanda in the, into that dresser. So while Zayn is with Kai, I think this is something really fun for her. Gets her name back in the papers a little bit, back in the headlines. She has a little bit to gain from him simply because he is Leonardo Di- DiCaprio. And I think Leo genuinely thinks Gigi is so beautiful. And how can you blame him for wanting to date her? I'm sure they're both just thinking that it is a fun thing. People thought that this was kind of embarrassing for Gigi because she knows his track record. Like, are you really going to be the first 27-year-old to date Leonardo DiCaprio? The first woman over 25? I don't think it's embarrassing. I think if this is some kind of, like, transactional relationship, I think Gigi's getting a lot from it. She wants to have fun. He wants to have fun. Um, The real embarrassing one in the uh, situation is obviously Leonardo DiCaprio. But truly wishing them all the best. Gigi's dad gave um, a quote to some press outlet this week, and he said he met Mr. DiCaprio in St. Tropez four or five years ago, and he is a very nice man. I liked him. So apparently, Gigi's dad is giving her the blessing to date Leo, and of course he is, because he just wants to boost his ego by saying that his daughter is with Leonardo DiCaprio. You guys would probably do the same thing. If you're less than 25 right now, I'm 22. You know, I got three more years to date him. You guys would probably do the same thing. You know it's not going to last. You just want to have fun with Leo. So... The Emmys are a life-changing night for a lot of people. Getting that trophy with those glorious wings holding that globe is really a statement of how 
far you've come in your career, a true accolade that someone should be so proud of and that a lot of people strive for and is one of the most proud accomplishments of their life. And it comes with that iconic speech that everyone gets to give while they're thanking everyone who helped them along their way and helped them through their journey and made them a better actor or writer and really just humble bragging the whole time that they're up there and everyone eats that shit up. But at the Emmys this week, people were very mad at Jimmy Kimmel for seemingly ruining Quinta Brunson's acceptance speech for Outstanding Writer of a Comedy Series by totally taking her spotlight and making the speech all about him. And he was getting a lot of hate online for this. So Jimmy Kimmel has lost at the Emmys many years in a row. Now it's been like, I don't know, 13 maybe that he's been nominated for Best Comedy Writer, but he has never won or any of the categories. I don't think he's won that he's been nominated for, for a long time at least. So Jimmy wanted to do this whole funny comedic bit that people do before they say the nominees for an award. And his shtick was that he was going to pretend like he was so blackout drunk because he lost again earlier in the award show that night that he was just so depressed and had to drown his sorrows in alcohol. So he was getting dragged on the stage as if he already passed out. And, you know, it was his presenting slot, but he was already so sloshed and drunk, he couldn't even stand up to say the nominees. So some other, um, I don't know, white man in Hollywood, I don't even know his name, who was his presenter partner, kind of like went along with the whole bit. And he was like, oh, me and Jimmy were supposed to present, but he's too drunk to stand, but he wanted to still physically be here, even though we can't mentally be here. And so Jimmy was just laying on the floor right by the microphone while they were doing the nominees. And then they announced the winner, Quinta Brunson. And when she got up to give her speech, Jimmy never cut the whole shtick. And he was just still laying dead, passed out by the microphone while she's trying to have this really life-fulfilling, major milestone accomplishment moment and have all eyes on her to celebrate this huge victory. He kind of made the whole thing a laughing stock and just unserious and kind of took that moment away from her. He was getting a lot, a lot of hate online. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph even said that she confronted Jimmy Kimmel behind the scenes at the Emmys. She said, I was absolutely confused. I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, I wish that man would just get up off the ground. Oh, the disrespect. I told him to, to his face. He understood. These tweets are all viral. Someone said, Quinta Brunson deserves better than giving her acceptance speech over Jimmy Kimmel's dead body. Jimmy Kimmel should have left the stage during Quinta's speech. Highly disrespectful. Jimmy Kimmel's own Jimmy Kimmel owes Quinta an apology, but the messed up part is every single image of her accepting her award has his ass in it. White men really are insufferable. So, do I think that this is disrespectful AF? Yes, I do. I I absolutely think this is mad disrespectful. It is disredamnspectful what he did, and if that was me, the way I would have like five knuckle shuffled WWE suplex jumped on him on the ground like get up off the motherfucking stage i would push his ass off the stage so he can slam onto the ground i would be so annoyed like the whole he like jimmy wasn't even a host that night the whole show isn't about you trying to be funny the whole show is about there's funny moments but it's also about these really inspiring wins and what they mean to people and you're just gonna take up her time like that I'd be so pissed. It's, it's crazy that he didn't even think about that that might not be a good thing to do, that she didn't want her acceptance speech to be a joke. You know, he kind of just, it, it was really reeking of white privilege entitlement during that. I don't think Jimmy Kim was a horrible person, but that was really tone deaf of him to sit up there during her speech. And I also feel very bad for her. I would have been very pissed. But what, like, what was she going to do? Tell him to get up and get off he already ruined it by doing that so after the show she was interviewed she said tomorrow maybe i'll be mad at him i'm gonna be on a show on wednesday so i might punch him in the face i feel feel like maybe she's just being nice about the whole thing she actually is mad kind of upset i'm sure she wanted her moment to be a little more special about her and perfect because she's been working so hard for this like 45 seconds that you get to give an acceptance speech just to have someone else kind of ruin it So I feel like she might be saving face and just saying, oh, it's okay. Like, I still got to, like, do my speech or whatever, even though someone was laying on the floor trying to be funny. They're kind of like the new Kanye and Taylor, you know, ruining someone's acceptance speech. So she was actually on his show on Wednesday, and they did this whole kind of gig 
where he was giving the monologue to open his show and Quinta came out and demanded that she gets to finish her acceptance speech. She like interrupted him. Like he kind of interrupted her whole speech and it was funny. I'm glad she's taking this in stride and being very mature about it. I think as a fellow comedian, Quinta sees this as quintessentially, she sees this as uh, just a misstep by a fellow comedian. She's probably been in those shoes before, made a joke that may- maybe was risky or didn't really pay off how she wanted to. And I, I do kind of feel for comedians, especially when they're at these award shows, they feel the need to have their moment and be funny to keep their careers going. We all saw what happened to um, Chris Rock. So I do feel bad that comedians sometimes have to put themselves out there and make people hate them and have this kind of reaction. But at the same time, you should really just respect other people and not try to take away someone's moment like that. It's embarrassing. It's it's comedy that he should have seen that is just not okay. But he apologized to her on his show, and it seemed to be a cute moment between them. That was a dumb comedy bit that um, we thought it would be funny. I lost, and then I drank too much, and I had to be dragged out on the stage. Mm-hmm. And then people got upset. Mm-hmm. Um, they said I stole your moment, mm-hmm. and um, and maybe I did. And I'm very sorry if I did do that. I'm sorry I did do that, actually. And also... The last thing I would ever want to do is upset you because I think so much of you. And, um, and I, you know, I think you know that. I hope you know that. I do. Well, Jimmy, let me just say thank you. It is very kind of you to say that. I honestly was in such a moment of just having a good time. Like, I won my first Emmy. So what can we learn from this? I think that we can learn that nobody likes someone who sucks all the air out of the room. We don't like someone who kills the buzz. Every time they open up their mouth, not every single moment is your time to shine. Taking away from others, people's moments, just reeks of insecurity. It reeks of a desperate need for attention. Shows people that you feel like you have a lack of attention. It's a really bad look to always try to be the center of attention. You should respectfully let other people have their moments to shine. And applaud them be someone in the crowd cheering for them it's okay you know to be someone off to the sides cheering for someone else that actually shows you're very mature and just socially aware so if you're someone who feels like they always have to be the center of attention i think that could be fun sometimes but make sure you're not stepping on anyone else's feet or ruining someone else's moment that as your friend you should be supporting Probably one of the biggest TikTok controversies of the year ever since Little Miss Gorilla Glue um, was the pink sauce of TikTok. The sauce that everyone wanted to get their hands on. You know, I got the sauce. You know, I'm saucy and it's always a wet. A bitch never ever had to use lip gloss. The pink sauce was literally the fire island. No, sorry. Not the fire island. Oh, my God. The fire festival of tiktok it was this pink sauce that was in like a ketchup bottle that was apparently one of the best tasting condiments and it was so cute and it would really make your meals so cunty you know you're dipping them in pink a pink condiment so femme so slay mama so serve that's what people were really wanting i guess it was it was this big fad that was going on and this woman was just making tiktoks using her pink sauce, and it caught all these people's attention. But if you don't remember, after she sold the pink sauce to people, people realized that this product that was being hyped up on TikTok was a shit show. It was not what they thought. It is not what they buyed. There was a lot of bought. Did I just say it's not what they buyed? Oh, my God. That is not fucking English, Patty. Bought. That is not what they bought. Because they would receive this package... And some people were opening it and the whole bottle of the pink sauce was exploded and it was all over their shipping box or whatever. It was misshaped for some people. Everyone's bottle was a different shade of pink. There were ingredients on the ingredients list spelled wrong. People said that they would all taste different. There were some ingredients in some, some ingredients that were not in others. It was making people vomit, giving people stomach aches. It was basically a package bomb if you ordered the pink sauce. So the woman who made it, her name is Chef Pie. That's like her stage chef name. She was under a lot of heat. People were talking about suing her. 
And it really seemed like her TikTok and pink sauce endeavor, her business, was going to completely disappear, go downhill, and she was never going to show her face online again. But actually, the opposite happened. What has now happened with Chef Pie's infamous pink sauce is that a food production and distributor manufacturer company reached out to her and they are now going to make pink sauce but the right way she chef pie is doing a partnership with dave's gourmet which is a really popular um production company they they sell hot sauces and pasta sauces so it fits right in but they're gonna basically fix all the mistakes that was wrong with the pink sauce put the right amount of calories and servings and the right ingredients spelled correctly on the bottle because all the information was so fucked up last time they're gonna basically do it the right way that Chef Pie didn't do the first time. They said, our R&D team was able to reformulate the sauce to match Chef Pie's exact color and flavor profile for the product and at the same time change some of the ingredients to make the sauce less complicated, dairy-free, and clean of any preservatives, artificial colors, or flavors. So they're really saving her here. They're giving her product a whole new lease on life. They're giving it a second air of life to it and saving her reputation at the same time or trying to rebuild her reputation while still trying to profit off of this product that they deemed marketable and successful because a lot of people did buy it. It just didn't really work out that well. So what could have been a horrible liability to her, could have gotten her sued, could have put her in debt, put her in jail, is now turning out to be this major asset that thankfully some company is taking her under her wing and fixing for her and you know not letting the whole fad die. If someone sees a profit, they're going to try to do whatever they can to become a part of it and make as much money from it as they can. And it did prove to be very viral. So I kind of understand. Chef Pie said, when they reached out to me, I was happy. It was kind of like somebody understanding my pain, someone who owns a business. I feel like would understand that there is trial and error in any business. I also understand that I am a chef. However, manufacturing foods to become shelf stable is another industry. So what I'm seeing here is that this woman was just really excited about this potential business idea that she had and she was really bold and she wanted to put her all into it and she's a chef so she knows how to make food she knows she can make good but when it comes to mass manufacturing that TikTok can really give you the chance to blow up overnight and give you like 10,000 orders of pink sauce overnight so she wasn't really prepared for the mass manufacturing of the whole thing I don't think her intent was to hurt anyone I just think she couldn't adapt fast enough and know enough fast enough and she kind of needed this company behind her the whole time which she actually dove does have now it doesn't fix what she did in the past i think everyone who ordered pink sauce before should get a free one when they're actually available in stores which they're thinking around christmas they'll become fully available i think everyone should get a free one just as a thank you for being interested and proving that she is trying to do better and hey maybe pink socks pink sauce can be the next big condiment so well, i don't think this forgives what she did before i think it does i i I think it's commendable that she was bold enough to start her business she believed in herself a lot and she was really wanting to make something of herself and i think that's really cool because i think a lot of people wouldn't even start because they would just think that they can't do that that they're you know it won't be good enough it won't be perfect enough and that they're just not ready She didn't want to wait. She knows she can cook. She knows she has a great marketable idea here. And I, yeah, I just think it's really cool that she put that idea on its feet and got a business for herself started. I do feel bad that it didn't work out. I don't think her harm was ever to hurt anyone. And even though she is kind of infamous, I do respect her a little bit just for the hustle side of things and wanting to fix her mistakes. So what can we learn from this? I think what we can learn from this is that If you guys have an idea like hers for a business or a side hustle that you want to do, waiting for it to be perfect in order to start or waiting to feel like you're ready or you have permission is just a form of procrastination. Perfectionism is procrastination. And the people who really succeed the most are the people who just start. The hardest part about something like that is just starting. I guarantee you that it's like 50% of the work is just getting to the place mentally where you feel like you believe in yourself enough and you are ready to put in the effort and the work to make it happen. I know some people just genuinely want it to be perfect. You know, they they want to know all the ins and outs of the business. They want to have their idea down pat. They want the whole structure and the whole company 
ready to go by the time that they launch, but that's just not how life works. You don't ever start something and have it be perfect. So my best my best advice to someone who wants to eventually have some big successful business or podcast or side hustle is just start. It's not going to be perfect and it's never going to be perfect. I promise you. It will never be perfect even if you've been doing it for a hundred years. Even what, you know, the people who sell clothes at or these big designers at fashion week their brands they weren't perfect when they started and they're not perfect now so just start and you will learn 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 as you go and it will get closer and closer to perfect through real experience in my experience i when um i blew up on tiktok and then i was basically approached by like a podcast you know company that i'm working with now that were like would you be interested in having a podcast i was not ready for that at all I wasn't prepared. I thought I needed to do all these things before I started and get better at public speaking and become more knowledgeable and feel like I had better information to share and just become more of a natural at this whole podcasting thing before I started. But even back then, I knew that perfectionism was just procrastination. So I just started. And I started like late later 2021. And I, to be honest, I wasn't really proud of the podcast at first. It was shockingly uh, harder than I thought it'd be to get in front of this mic and talk for 30 minutes to an hour just talking to myself in my basement while trying to make it entertaining. So sometimes I listen back and be like, oh, like that wasn't good. Like, I don't love that. Like, I'm kind of embarrassed about that episode. But now, however many months later, I love the podcast. I think it's so good. I think I got so much better. And I'm so proud of how far I've come just doing it and by just putting in the practical everyday Um trials and work on the podcast i just think i've become so much better but i never would have gotten to this place where i have a following on my podcast and this whole community if i never if i if i wanted to wait to feel as though i was ready and that it would be perfect to start so even my friend right now is like i want to start a podcast and but he wants the whole structure done and he wants to know exactly what he's going to talk about on this episode this episode like all the episodes for the, the, the next year and have everything perfectly planned out and i keep saying no, Jack, you just need to start it right now. You can have a basic idea and basic outline, of course, but just once you get this basic idea for the brand and for the first episode, what you want it to be like, just start then. It does not have to be this machine by the first week. So really, and he still hasn't started. I'm like, Jack, what the fuck? So just start whatever you want your hustle to be. Please start it. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining me at Pop Culture University. I love you guys so much. I had so much fun spilling the tea and chatting today. I hope y'all had fun too. I hope you guys are ready for a fun weekend. I know I am. I can't wait to get proper drunk. I haven't been proper drunk for a very long time. I'm going to get sloshed out my mind. Uh, just kidding. I, I, don't, I don't really think I'll get that drunk. I am going to LA, as you know. We have some really exciting plans. I'm going to like meet my managers. We're going to go out. I'm going to meet some of my other LA influencer friends. I'm going to be in the whole like influencer community for like maybe a second. But I'm really just going to live my LA fantasy. Um, I don't know what else we're going to do. We're going to try to find like a bunch of like really funny like celebrity moment places to go and visit. I wanted to go to that place where Ariana Grande licked the donut and said she hated America. But it got closed down a few years ago. So we can't go there. But that was in LA. And we're going to go to that yogurt shop that Demi Lovato was triggered at. And we're just going to try to go to, like, all those, like, funny celebrity places. And we're going to try to, like, go to places where celebrities are seen a lot. So I will definitely try to have a really lit week for you guys and come back with some Los Angeles tea from the influencer community or, who knows, even the celebrity community. I was thinking, like, I know that Kylie Jenner always does Uber Eats. So I was like, should I make an Uber Eats account and just try to get lucky at her house and just show up? Because that one guy made a TikTok about Uber eating to her. And then she responded to his whole story about what it was like on TikTok. So I was like, I should do that. But either way, I'm going to try to hustle and get invited to things. And I'm really going to have a great time. I'm excited. Going to let loose. Um, I hope you all have something planned to let loose this weekend because you deserve it. You've been working hard like a baddie. And you should definitely take the edge off. Especially like some sometimes if I feel during the week I've been too isolated in my job and stuff. It's like I've really I guess over the whole COVID thing, I really learned the power of social interaction. I f do want to avoid social interaction a lot, but a healthy dose of it really just like resets my brain. It makes me feel so 
good. It's almost like I'm like like touch deprived or like social uh, socializing deprived and during the weekend. Then I just need that one little boost during the weekend. So hopefully I just have some really good socializing this weekend, if that makes sense. So I can go back to like being an introvert next week. But also I wish you guys that too. If you guys have felt like you've spent some time alone this week and just need some socializing to lift your mood, because I swear it will. If you just have a good friend come over, maybe try to make plans with them now. It's only Friday. You know, the weekend is still young. I support that. But yeah, I hope you guys have a fun weekend. And I will be posting on Instagram what's going on with me in LA. And fortunately, there's no episode on Tuesday. But feel free to DM me. I'll still make some TikToks. You can see me there. And yeah, I can't wait to see you guys next Friday. OMG, it's going to be a whole week. That's horrible. But I will definitely come back with all the tea on Friday and I cannot wait until then. So thank you for listening today and make sure to rate this podcast five star on Spotify and Apple podcasts. If you haven't rated it yet, what the F rate it. Someone left a review of this podcast and said that the podcast host must only read headlines. He doesn't know the true tea girl. What? That was the only like negative review I've ever gotten. And I have like thousands of reviews. I was like, this person must have listened to three seconds of the podcast and must just be in denial that whoever I spoke about during whatever segment, you know, triggered him. He must be in denial that that celebrity I spoke about in that segment is trash and he's his fave and he just can't take that his fave is trash because I do so much researching for this podcast. It's unreal. And you guys know I don't just read headlines at all. We're really getting down to the nitty gritty of things. That person is delusional. I hope he's not listening. But then again, you probably are listening right now. So hello, you're obsessed and sick and a hater. But the rest of you guys leave positive reviews, so I'm so thankful about that. Also, screenshot this, post it to your Instagram story, duh, and I will hit you up in your DMs and we can chat. I love chatting with y'all about literally everything that's going on. One of you DM me about the car, the car Delavine tea today, and that's where I saw it first. So see, we're a whole ass community here. I love when y'all do that. Um, but yeah, I will stop rambling and I will let you guys go and I will see you on Friday. Have an amazing weekend. Okay, bye. I love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.